It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm your host, Jamie Arrington, here with your weekly break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. In the studio with me, as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Jamie, it is an honor to be sitting here with you and Ben. Also, comedian Ben Compton. Oh, man, I'm excited to be to the top right now. Ben's got something huge coming up this Friday, so we're going to talk to him more about that. But before we get into all the ins and outs, make sure you check out the archives, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. We had John Gilbert on a few weeks ago. We had Jason Munns, a very fun episode last week. So go back and check those out. Now, before we get into all the ins and outs of the week, the Connerly Trophy finalists were announced this week, which allegedly uh, they give the award to Mississippi's best college football player. Now, I look, I got this press release. I printed this press release off, and I think it came from C Spire. And C Spire, I used to work for C Spire, and I was really close. To, I talked with them about a sports marketing job, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it a few years back, probably about 10 years ago. I don't know. But – this is, the press release starts off, Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald and Ole Miss wide receiver A.J. Brown head the list of 10 finalists. Do they? They head it over Ito Smith. If you look at uh, running backs that have rushed for 4,000 in their career and had at least 1,000 receiving, Ito is in the top 10. But those two head the list of nominees. Yeah, well, you know, the, the mantra of this show is a break from the high-resource five propaganda. That's a pretty good chunk of high resource five propaganda right there. If you read the press release, it's there's a lot of high resource five propaganda. So let's just take, you know, you got a lot of a lot of really good football players in Mississippi. They chose one from each college. I'm not going to read through the list, but Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald, all right, scored 29 touchdowns this year. That's great. 14 rushing touchdowns and 15 passing touchdowns. What they did not mention in this press release is his passing yards, mm-hmm. which they conveniently left out. So you go to wide receiver A.J. Brown, a ridiculous athlete, sophomore from Starkville, 69 catches, 1,085 yards, 10 touchdowns on the year, which coincidentally ties him with Corey Robertson. Right. You take those, and one of the things people are going to say about Ito, uh, well, you look at the strength of schedule, okay? All right, A.J. Brown. 574 yards out of the 1,085 yards came against South Alabama, UT Martin, and ULL. His average yards per game against SAC, Southeastern Conference opponents, 73 yards per game. All-purpose, Ito, 88.5 against Kentucky and Tennessee. Against Kentucky, A.J. Brown had 65 yards receiving. Meanwhile, Ito had 37 rushing, 78 receiving, for a grand total of 115 all-purpose yards. So the strength of schedule uh Kind of myth, blown out of the water there. Exactly. Then you look at Ito, all right, on the year, rushing, 203 carries, 1,171 yards, ranks him 23rd nationally. 106.5 yards per game, ranks him 24th nationally. 5.8 yards per carry, 39th nationally. He has a long of 89 on the year. 12 TDs, which is t- ties him for 21st in rushing touchdowns. Receiving 33 receptions, 358 yards, 10.8 yards per catch. 
He had a long of 84, two receiving touchdowns. All-purpose on the year, 1,550. That's 141 yards per game, which ranks him 16th nationally. And total touchdowns, 14 TDs, ties him for 16th nationally. So so in most of the categories that matter for a running back, he's in the top... Uh, top, tw- top 25. Yeah. And 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 hey, but, 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 but some he of can't the, head the list coming away from C Spire. Some of the categories Nick is up there, and some of the categories AJ. Eight, the, the top TDs I think ties AJ Brown for eighth nationally in receiving touchdowns, but it tied him with Corey Robertson, who was not the nominee. If there's ever a year, I know that I'm extremely biased here, but if there's ever a year where somebody should be leading the list that they put out, this is a year that it should be the Southern Miss guy, and it should be Ito. Ito's stats blew. Evan Ingram stats out of the water last year. Right, it was not even close. Mm-hmm. So if they want to do this again, it's just a, I, you know, I may go to Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness it's not sponsored by Comcast. No, exactly. So we're gonna take a break in a minute, but when we come back, we're gonna talk with Ben. Ben Compton, he's a comedian here in Hattiesburg, and you know, we started Up City Comedy about you know, it's been a little over seven years ago, about seven and a half years ago, and Ben is the first one of us to make it to television so we're going to talk about that and more after the break you guys come right back to us right here on to the top talk Welcome back to, to the Top Talk. Jamie Arrington, Jason Bailey, and comedian Ben Compton here in studio. So like I was saying before, Hub City Comedy. Been around for seven, seven, almost eight years. And, you know, it's kind of been a breeding ground for local comedians. And when we started it, the whole goal was to kind of create an environment where somebody could be successful. And our guest today has really taken it and run with it. You know, uh, one thing you can say about Ben is every comedian – wants an opportunity like this, but I think everybody that, that comes to, you know, participates in comedy in Hattiesburg would agree that Ben, you definitely deserve this. So my guest today, comedian Ben Compton, you can see him this Friday night on the Jackson, Mississippi episode of Kevin Hart's Heart of the City on Comedy Central. Like I said, premiering this Friday night, November 24th at 10 p.m., Central Time. Ben, thanks for coming in studio, buddy. Oh, man. Thank y'all for having me. I'm excited to be here. I've never been like to the top of anything. So yeah, there you like go. This is close. Me, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Your wife would agree. Yes. All right, well, yes. all right. <laughs> so, Ben, you are from Picayune, Mississippi? Yes, I am. The metropolis of Picayune. How, how into Sudafed are you? Uh, I try to stay away from it as much as I can. That's, that's why I got up here to uh, Hattiesburg. I, said, I, don't, I don't want that taken away from my comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I mean, you have an amazing story, and we don't have time in this segment to get to all of it, but before you did comedy, you were in the military. Yes, yes, I was. I, You know, I'm still on the guard side, so uh, I still I still pull my drills uh, once a month, and uh, that is a cool dynamic. I was I was active here at Camp Shelby um, for right at 
three years, I believe, and then I went overseas to Afghanistan. I uh, spent a year in country there before coming home in 2013. And what was it like being in Afghanistan? Oh, man, it was, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, it was normal life. Eventually, it just becomes normal life. But at first, it's just culture shock uh, because you have, the, the funniest part of it is the fact that you have people that have been there for an entire year. Uh, or sometimes, Some of them are civilian contracts that have been there for a lot longer than a year. Uh, but they're used to everything. So you're just walking around like a wide uh, eyed kid looking around at everything, uh, trying to get your footing. Uh, and they don't care anything about you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so uh, but once you get into it, man, uh, it was a lot of fun being with my guys. I mean, I, I have some of the closest friends that I could ever ask for from that deployment. Uh, a lot of great experiences. And, and I really wouldn't be doing comedy without it because a lot of those guys, uh, especially uh, my two my two best friends out of the bunch, uh, Kelly Logan and Dylan Owens, they they really pushed me like, hey, man, if you want to do this, try it, do it. It's not that hard. It's just you getting on stage. So so you were out you were out there on a mountain and just like, yeah, what, five years later, you're doing comedy? Yeah, man. Yeah, we, we see, you know, we're engineers, man. So we were kind of all over the place. But we spent a lot of times at teardowns. So we would be at some places where it was like really made up, really good, and you had everything right. But you're at other places where it just sucks. I mean, it just literally <laughs> sucks. You're, you're sleeping in tents, or you, you don't even have a tent. You're just sleeping wherever you can get. You know, a lot of long days, long nights. Um, but it, you know, like I say, looking back on it now, it was a lot of fun. Did you have so, any scares over there? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, every deployment is different. Um, you know, I, I was I was blessed uh, that nobody from our unit uh, was was severely injured in a combat related incident you know uh but we had them man i mean it was it was normal life like i said you got indirect fire uh small we, we literally took everything over there and so uh, uh everything I've, I've i've seen everything except for myself except for a roadside bomb. i never saw a roadside ied the whole time i was in country which is crazy because you think like that's the biggest thing that you have on mm -hmm. the news but i never saw one <laughs> which is a good thing because i might not be doing comedy five <laughs> years later had i seen <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So you started doing comedy. How long have you been, have you been doing comedy now? Let's see. I came. I came to my first open mic night, uh, July fourteenth, two thousand and fourteen. So wow. right at three years. And for the listeners out there, you were pretty terrible. Oh, man, I was horrible. Oh, I was so bad. But you know what? I thought I was so good. <laughs> I mean, I just thought I was the best thing ever, but I was, oh, I was so hard. I, I listened to the old sets, and I'm just, what was wrong with you? Like, Dude, everybody, you I mean, I listened to sets from a month ago, and I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it just sounds so, you just, if you're a comic, most of them you're going to hate hearing your own voice. Oh, but if dude. you listen to the old stuff, like my first set I did, it crushed that night. But you listen to it now, I wouldn't use any of it. <laughs> You know, it was brutal. But one thing I will say, you had like a lot of potential. You could just tell that like something you is like if something ever clicked, you were gonna you were gonna really do big things with this. And in one night it just clicked. We were at open mic and you just murdered it. Yeah. In fact, I remember it was right before my first anniversary show. It was it was around my birthday. I can't remember the exact date. Um, but I had a bunch of guys that were military guys with me and they come out that night. And I had been working that set, and I had never done it at an open mic night, but I'd just been writing it and just been kind of seeing how it went. And I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to do it tonight. And it did. It just kind of went from there, you know. And it didn't take you long to really find your place with, with Hub City Comedy. Hub City Comedy, for the listeners out there, just a, a, a loosely knit group of stand-up comedians from the region get together, perform, and promote our own shows pretty inclusive group and 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 it didn't take you long to rise to the top so to speak oh man look i appreciate I, I, I appreciate the opportunity that hub city comedy has given me 
and gives all the other comics out there. Like I said, I mean, it, it's it's open to anybody that if you if you have that want or you have that desire to just get on a stage because people look at comedy and think, oh well, it's it's bright lights and it's this and it's that, and it's really not. You know, it is open mic nights where you bomb and you suck and you hope that you get half a laugh from the twelve or fifteen comics that are in the room looking at you waiting to get their laughs out. <laughs> you know, see, that's so. where I would fall because I would have an absolute just panic attack once I stepped on stage. You know, I can't yeah. do it. I will say this about Ben, because Jamie and I talk a whole lot. And I remember right before that anniversary show, Jamie was telling me, he said, look, I, I was like, you know, who's been coming to Open Mic? Who's doing good? He said, there's a guy named Ben Compton. You got to come see. And mm. I saw you for that first time at that night. And uh, and I've been to a lot of the shows. I might have been to more Hub City comedy shows than anybody. Maybe Melissa. Yeah, you have might been. Be, yeah. Um, so, and I was at Jamie's very first show, and those jokes were not that bad. <laughs> but, 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 but. but <laughs> Really, the only person he had to beat was a ventriloquist. Oh, a milkman. So, a milk- <laughs> and, and a chubby hick ventriloquist that stole jokes from hee-haw. Was that the, was yeah. that the uh, competition? Yeah, that yeah, was competition. Yeah. The, the, right. the, the best thing about that night is after he won it, he took us back to Mahogany Bar and bought me drinks all night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Can't beat that. Not that oh, stand-up yeah. guy, Jamie Arrington. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look at really? me, America. <laughs> stand-up guy. I like it. Well, one thing that, you know, it really makes you stand out. You kind of have a, a unique perspective. There's so many cookie-cutter comedians out there of all dif- different shapes and sizes and perspectives. You kind of have a unique perspective. So where do you draw the inspiration for your comedy from? Well, you know, I mean, anybody who's seen my set, and even for the ones that haven't, I mean, I just I draw so much from my family. My family is so unique. I live here in South Mississippi. I'm in an interracial family, you know, and that's just something that, that is now becoming more common, but for a long time wasn't. You know, and my kids, we, we just, we go through different things, and not, not in a bad way, but we, we have different situations that arise or different uh, things that are just funny, man. So I try to pull from that. And just, I me mean, kids in general are funny, you know, so I try to pull from that. And my wife, uh, she doesn't like when I do it, <laughs> but uh, I pull from her a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's deserved. If I ever, if, if, if something ever happens and she's not my wife anymore, I'm going to have to pay a bunch of royalty checks for all these jokes I've written about her. her. Yeah. <laughs> so Heart of the City. Kevin Hart has this show. Tell us about the show itself. So the show, the show is what's considered a docu series. So what Ke- uh, what Kevin does, it's, it's it's produced by Kevin and Joey Wells, and so they they go out and they they pick eight different cities across the U.S. and they they try to focus on and spotlight these comedians who are just working and just trying to find their footing in markets that maybe you don't think there's comedy. Uh, I think the first season, some of the smaller market areas uh, were like Sacramento. You know, that you wouldn't think there's comedy there. And even even like Birmingham was one of the episodes. And if you do comedy on a regular, you know Birmingham's a really cool spot. I mean, there's a lot of comedy there. But it's my it's probably not your first thought if you've never done comedy or you're not like a big com- uh, uh, comedy connoisseur. You know, you just you don't think Birmingham, Alabama. You don't, you don't think the South in general, you know. Uh, you think Star L.A., New York. Birmingham, right? Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. That's where they filmed it. It's really actually a really good episode. Oh, cool. um, and then this year they, they tried to go a little bit more smaller market. Uh, I mean, they went they went uh, here to Jackson, Memphis. Uh, they went to Phoenix, Seattle, you know, and just kind of spotlighted, man. It's it's a real it's a really cool experience, a really cool show. The more I've watched it, the more I really see what they're trying to do with it. How did they decide who they were going to put on this episode? So when, when we auditioned, you know, we, we really didn't know what they were looking for. I mean, we were just told, look, you've got five to seven minutes this is what you've got. And and when you get on there, if you go over seven, you're done. <laughs> you're not you're not gonna get even mm-hmm. get looked at. And so uh, later on in talking to them, they were looking for like you know originality, uh, uh, national jokes where it wasn't necessarily just centered around local stuff that only local people would understand or know. Uh, you know, and so I, I'm not really sure outside of that. I mean, I'm sure they had like a criteria for what they wanted, 
Uh, but ultimately, I think if you just brought the funny, they looked at you. And, you know? and the cream at these tryouts, I mean, there were two tryouts in right. Jackson. The cream kind of rose to the top, rose to the top really quick, and right. you were almost like, okay, this is probably who's in consideration once you watched them because right. you know certain people just just did a great job. Oh man, our audition night was insane, man. It was. Oh it man, was. there was so many good. Oh, I was petrified, dude. I yeah, was yeah. petrified, man. <laughs> so many good comics. You had, I mean, you had Rita. Rita was there that night. Me and you were there. You had, uh, you had Toya Free was there. Uh, you had Wody. You had, uh, oh, you had. Uh, was Nardo? Nardo was there. Nardo, Holly Perkins. Yeah, Holly Perkins. Yeah. I mean, that dude. That's just. I mean, you can name off names for days at that audition. You know. Yeah. So. so was this like a live audition? This was like just at a club one night, and all you guys were just on stage. Yeah, or was it was it at just, the Hideaway. Just, or, was it, or was it just? It, it, it like was in like, front of judges. It was like a, it was right. on, it was videotaped. It was like a controlled cattle call. I mean, right. I don't remember how many comedians went up, but it was it was a lot. Yeah, I think there was on our night. Was it like fifteen? Yeah, I think 14, so. Somewhere in I there. Think so. so similar to like a Hub City comedy, uh, like similar to ha -ha that. People or? got more time. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what was the feeling like when you got chosen? Oh, man, I almost hit the ground, man. In fact, <laughs> I can tell you exactly where I was. That's what I was doing. It was my daughter. We were having my daughter's birthday party. My oldest daughter and my youngest daughter a day apart, June 23rd, June 24th. And so that weekend, we were having their birthday party. I had tons of people over at my house. And I get a uh, Facebook message saying, you know, from uh, from Pope to call him. He's like, call me. Well, I didn't see it. So all of a sudden, my, my phone starts ringing, and it's him. And so he's just like, man, I'm just giving you the heads up, you know, don't say nothing, don't do nothing, yada, yada, yada. And I just, I just remember not believing him. I was like, yeah. middle play with me. I'm like, yeah. Why would you just call me with this nonsense on such a great day with my daughters and you calling me lying to me? I don't want that, you know? Uh, but it was just, it was a surreal feeling knowing that somebody who, and, and Kevin, that I looked to starting out. Now, as, as a comedian now, doing comedy for a little bit longer, I see the the difference in different comedians. But but starting out and knowing, okay, well, Kevin, Kevin Hart is somebody that I want to emulate or somebody that I want to look up to and say that's who I want to be at some point you know uh for to know that he was like hey this guy's halfway funny i yeah. mean it just it just made the world for me you know yeah well you got there's this is the first opportunity for the four of you right that i know of i think all for your first chance to be on tv mm -hmm. you got three other comedians tell us real quick about the other three that are on the show man look there's not there's not really a a Best way to dive in because they're just also amazing. I mean, they just all. I mean, Marvin Hunter. Mar Marvin is the reason that Harlem City came here. They they saw Marvin just destroy a stage in L.A. and was like, "You're from Mississippi? What kind of comedy does Mississippi have?" <laughs> you yeah. know. Right. Um, but he's I think he's 17 years into comedy. Yeah. And I mean, goes nationally. He's a pro. Oh, dude. I mean, just an incredible. And I mean, he is very professional, man. Everything that he does. Then you've got uh, Rita Brent, and I mean, I I can't. I don't even know where to start with Rita. She's just in a league of her own. I mean, she she's just so professional and so funny, but she's also just has this demeanor about it that when she walks in the room, when she walks on stage, you want to listen to her and you want to hear more, you know? Yeah. And you got Merck, man. I, I love Merck. It's my dude, man. And for the listeners out there, Merck, Merck B. Williams, Southern Miss grad. Yes. He's a Southern Miss grad. So this is a guy you definitely have to pull for, even more so than Ben. Yes. If you if you were gonna root for me, <laughs> go go to Merck. Give Merck some love. But man, now Merck Merck is amazing. And we're all at such like different places in our careers. Right. You know? Right. Uh M Marvin being, you know, the seasoned vet. Uh Rita's I think Rita's been like six years, seven years, somewhere That's in there she's been. God, I remember her first time up. Really? And I mean, I did a show with her and you just could tell like she just kinda got it. Right. 
even as her first time, you're just like, oh, she's got a lot of potential. And I mean, she's made a name for herself with radio and, and the other appearances she has going on. So yes, yeah, six years sounds about right. I think so. And I mean, yeah. she's, I mean, she's, she's done a lot. I, I yeah. remember doing, she brought me to Jackson for a show and that was like right before she uh, really, I, I would say, kind of got that footing on it because she was going Ricky Smiley on the Ricky Smiley tour and stuff like that. Uh, and she just kind of blew up, not overnight. I've she been working on it, but she just got a lot of attention. You know, what was it like meeting Kevin Hart? Man, I was petrified, man. <laughs> I was so scared. And actually, you can see it. If you watch the promo and you watch the episode, you're going to see in the interviews, I look like I'm fixing to be waterboarded. I'm so scared. All right. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting like I'm sitting right here and I'm, this is I, I could touch him. You know, I mean, I could just reach yeah. out. and touch. almost did a few times. I had to stop myself. All right. Yeah. So I was really trying to just stop myself from touching Kevin Hart. But it was. I've never I've always heard people say, oh, they're the same person. You know, or, oh, yeah. you know, this, you know, what mm-hmm. is this person? But. Kevin Hart is the same person that you're going to see on TV that, that he is behind the camera, on the camera, off camera, on the, it doesn't matter. He's the same exact person. He jokes, he talks, he laughs the same exact way. And he genuinely he genuinely cares about comedy and wants to see he wants to see comedy succeed. So this Friday night, Kevin Hart's Heart of the City, the Jackson Mississippi episode will be premiering on Comedy Central. November 24th at 10 p.m. We're throwing Ben a viewing party at the Porter in downtown Hattiesburg. 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Come out, watch the show with all of us, meet Ben. It's going to be a great time. Yes, yes it is. We're going to have a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on, dude. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it, man. All right, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the Southern Miss Golden Eagle victory over the Charlotte 49ers this past weekend to the top. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Uh, in case you missed it before the break, we had comedian Ben Compton. You can see him this Friday night on Comedy Central on Kevin Hart's Heart of the City. They did a Jackson, Mississippi episode. So if you missed if you if you missed the uh, if you missed the interview, um, we'll have it up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play later tonight. So I'm in studio with Jason Bailey. We had a great weekend this past weekend. First off, uh, Shane Lott made it back to town. The amazing Shane had a great time with him and uh, the tailgating and whatnot and all that good stuff. You know, I, I loved how uh, I was looking at, uh, I think it was uh, Shane's wife, Catherine. You were looking at Shane's wife, Catherine. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but, but I, no, I'm looking at, the, uh, at her Facebook feed or Twitter feed, whatever it was. I noticed how she said that uh, they were looking forward to coming by Jamie and Melissa's tailgate spot. I was like, hey, man, I'm part of this group, too. What's up? No shout out. No shout out for me. The tailgate legend. No I don't shout know, out. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It's rigged. Oh, he also found He also found on the ground, he found a Charlotte bench pass, which was <laughs> hilarious. We could have raised some hell with that and chose not to. Yeah. Well. So, so this past weekend, Southern Miss defeated the Charlotte 49ers 66-21. to Finally seemed like the game where Southern Miss was able to put it all together and dominated a team that they should have dominated. Yeah, well, you know, and on the show the entire year, it seems like we've been going. Uh, we, we, we've been going through, um, like, like you know, we're favored by two touchdowns, we're we're underdogs by eight points or whatever, and kind of taking that to heart and trying to figure out a way we can win or how much we're going to win by. 
Well, I just went completely away from that. Said, you know what? This could be a trap game. This is the team that beat us last year. This is the team that has some players. Um, they're coming to the Rock. I, two years in a row, right? They're coming to the Rock. They've yeah, two they, years. They've in already a row, beat yeah. us here one time. So I was kind of just downplaying the entire thing. And of course, that's when we just come out and uh, and totally dominate, which is great. So I think I'll do the same thing this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the Southern Miss offense put up 584 total yards. 363 of those were rushing. I believe that's a season high. And 220 yards passing. Quadre Griggs, another great day from him. 20 for 27, 221 yards, one touchdown. Also had 10 carries for 51 yards. Ito Smith, Offensive Player of the Week. 15 carries, 153 yards, three touchdowns, 10.2 yards per carry. That's uh, an amazing day for – I mean, that's that's an Ito day. That's what that is. And it's just efficient all the way around. Tis- yeah, well, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you look at Griggs, 20 of 27. I mean, you know, some of those are actual throwaways. Some of those are drops. But 20 of 27, solid percentage, 221 yards. Then Ito having an Ito day. And, that, and that's roughly, with my college math, 10 yards a carry. Yeah, you know? that, that that's exactly right. You know what was weird? When you were talking about the Connerly earlier, uh, I think you said uh, Ito has averaging like 5.8 yards a carry, and that was like 40th in the country. Man, it seems like 5.8 is pretty awesome. It's pretty doggone good. You know? Uh, so I'd like to see who those other guys – I wonder if some of those other guys have had like nine carries. Yeah, and that could have been the case. Yeah. And it could have been, you know, an end around or something like that. Right. Um, you know, last week, 10th player in FBS history to go over 4,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. So, I mean, he definitely has had quite the career, a very, very special talent in Edo Smith. Tez Parks and T-Rod Daniels also had rushing TDs. And then in the second half, right out of the gate, Corey Robertson gets a touchdown. Six receptions on the day, 91 yards, one touchdown for K-Rob. K-Rob's just an absolute machine. I mean, at this point, I don't know how much more we can fall on over one person. <laughs> but he's, I mean, just like like, like Munz was saying last week, he's all three. I mean, you know, he's got good hands, he's got good speed, and you can't bring him down. The defense had an amazing day, too. Only gave up 238 total yards, 96 passing yards, and 142 rushing. Kelsey Douglas, defensive player of the game, Conference USA defensive player of the week, tied a school record with two interceptions returned for touchdowns. The uh, other person to do such, Larry Ussery, 1967 at Louisiana Tech. So it goes back a while. That's what, 50 years? 51? That's a lot. 50. That's 50. Wow. Yeah, so congratulations to Kelsey. What a day for Senior Day. And with the win, the Golden Eagles clinched their 17th winning season over the last 22 years. It's also the team's third consecutive year of seven or more wins. So after the debacle in 2012, Golden Eagle football back on track and being consistently back on track. Yeah, and you know I know we've talked about it before, but you know Vegas set us at seven and a half wins before the year started. And I'm, I'm I'm sure you know in in during you gotta I don't know how it works because Vegas gets that right when they obviously got like you know the Louisiana Tech game wrong they they they, they got a lot of of games wrong um, when we were favored the North Texas game but it, but here we are it's seven wins one more game remaining on the schedule if we win it we get we're we're over <laughs> so I don't know how the wise guys pull it off every time but. Um, and for everybody on Twitter that, that's just griping and complaining about we should have won this game, why, how did we lose that game, this and that, I don't think anybody started off the year saying we're going to win like 11, right? This wasn't the year. Well, it's football. You're gonna, I mean, it's, it's like there's not a team out there 
that wins every single game. There's a heck of a lot of teams that would like to trade places with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? I mean, and, and there were some disappointments this year, but I mean, you look at our starting quarterback went down a couple of games in. Starting left tackle down. Start left tackle went down game one. Um, you got 71 out of an 85-man roster on scholarship. Ito went down for a game. Ito went down in their second half of that game. So it was just like, I mean. Cornell it, was out for a while. Things happen, and mm-hmm. I think we're we're having a very very stellar recruiting class. I think things are kind of heading in the right direction. So this weekend, Southern Miss taking on the Marshall Thundering Herd. Both teams sitting at seven and four. Southern Miss five and two in conference USA. Marshall four and three. The line moved down. Last I saw, Marshall was only a two and a half point favorite, and you take in the three point swing, and it's mm-hmm. pretty much a push. TV. It's going to be on Stadium. If you're in Hattiesburg, that's Comcast Cable 219. I got a Roku, and I found Stadium on one of the one of the uh, free TV sites, so that's awesome. All time, the series is tied six to six with the last meeting coming last year, October 29th, 2017. Southern Miss won 24 to 14. Looking at the stats a little bit, points per game, Southern Miss putting up 30.7, Marshall uh, 26.3, wash, wash, points allowed per game. Southern Miss only allowing 22.6, Marshall allowing 18.5. With that's, that's Both of those are pretty solid. Yeah, no doubt. Total yards, Southern Miss putting up 444.5 yards a game, Marshall putting up 368.6. So Advantage USM. Advantage USM. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the total yards allowed, Southern Miss only allowing 316.5, Marshall allowing 33.4. So... It looks like this could end up being a defensive battle, but you factor in Quadre, how the team's been playing, how the offense has been playing, how the defense, you know, I think Cornell's back, makes a difference. It feels like Southern Miss is starting to play their best football at the end of the year. Well, if there's ever a time you're going to pick to start playing your best football, it's at the end of the season. Um, And like you said, last week, and maybe the UTSA game was a pretty complete game, and last week was was just utter domination from the word go. Um, so if you're ever going to start putting it together, and, and 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 coaches as well, not just the players playing better, coaches got to get ready to, you know, Dawson has to get used to calling better. I mean, everybody gets in a flow, and everybody understands their their role uh, from the coaches on down. And hopefully, last week we did put it all together, and we're going to continue it this week. Looks like Marshall is allowing uh, 216 yards passing. Uh, and only 118 yards rushing. So it seems like the way to go this weekend is going to be through the air for the Golden Eagles. Well, you know, good thing we got plenty of guys to throw it to. Absolutely. <laughs> Stay away from those penalties. I mean, I think penalties, are again, are, it's just been a thorn in our side the entire year. So stay away from those. Just keep the positive yards flowing. Charlotte actually had more penalty yards than we did last week. We both had five penalties. So progress, they call that. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to take a break. We got more Southern Miss to talk. We got to talk. We got some bowl action coming up as well as Southern Miss basketball. So, you guys come back to us after the break to the top. We are back. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Jamie Arrington, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey here in studio talking Southern Miss. Just talking about the Marshall Thundering Herd in the break. I mean, mm-hmm. two very comparable programs facing off this Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's one of those teams that, you know, I, I, 
And like I was mentioning on Twitter with some of the, the Thundering Herd fans, that it's it's always been on my bucket list to go to Marshall and to um, you know to experience the whole thing over there in Marshall and experience game day and and see the the um, the marker where you know they honor the the team that went down um, and all that. And it's it's also a it's also a team that like you said it, we're just so much alike. I think that Huntington and Hattiesburg are kind of alike. I think that our programs have traditionally been really good programs that for whatever reason in their own state are kind of an afterthought. Um, and they've got my respect, you know. Um, so even their their football stadium holds like right at 38,000, kind of like The Rock does. And an interesting tidbit, actually, when we were talking about that uh, during the break, I found out that we think we have a real big advantage at home playing at The Rock in front of our fans. Marshall, if Wikipedia is, is correct, Marshall, since 1991, when the current stadium opened, um, they have a 148-26 and 26 record at Jones C. Edwards Stadium for a winning percentage of 851. Wow. The team that ranks number two is University of Alabama. They rank second with an 825 winning percentage at Bryant-Denny. So since 1991, uh, they've lost 26 total games at home. Wow. So let's try to make it number 27 let's make this it, week. Let's make it number 27. Mm-hmm. So with this seventh win, of course, with the sixth win last week, each win every week, the Golden Eagles become more and more intriguing when it comes to bowl season. We talked a little bit about the bowls last week. I looked at some of the projections just to kind of see, you know, where they had us going. And it is all over the map. Yeah, literally all over the map. Well, and when you when you think logically about some of their projections, um, it also tells you that, that writers – just kind of pencil people in. They have with no knowledge of, you know. I think they. I think they're more concerned about where the playoff teams are going to go. Mm-hmm. So some of this you just kind of have to take with a grain of salt. Like, okay, so the guy from SI had us taking on Troy in the New Orleans Bowl. Guy from, and one of the guys from ESPN had us taking on Georgia State in the ES, in the in the New Orleans Bowl. I don't see Georgia State playing in the New Orleans Bowl. It's either going to be Troy or it's going to be Louisiana Lafayette. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next one, the the Gildan New Mexico Bowl. Uh, Eric Smith from USA Today had us taking on Fresno State. Would be a great game, but I don't see us going to the New Mexico There's Bowl. There's zero chance. I mean, you think Marshall's far away. Goodness yeah, yeah, gracious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Gasparilla Bowl, which is in St. Petersburg, Florida. One of the writers from ESPN, Kyle Bonagura, has us taking on the UNLV Running Rebels. Is that right? Uh, Red Rebels. And I don't see UNLV playing in that game. Patrick McGee from the Sun-Herald has us taking on South Florida in that game, which it seems more possible, but Patrick covers the Golden Eagles. Um, the other team that they have us – I mean, the other bowl they have us projected going to is the Independence Bowl in Shreveport. Which would be cool. Which would be cool. Bill Bender from the Sporting News has us taking on Utah, and Jason Kirk from SB Nation has us taking on App State. So I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know who we're going to play. It still, it still to me seems like – the New Orleans Bowl and the Independence Bowl and maybe the Bahamas Bowl seem like the most likely spots. Maybe with us winning last week, the Bahamas Bowl is out of the question, which in, in that regard, the Independence Bowl or the New Orleans Bowl, good driving distance for the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I like the New Orleans Bowl. It's on a Saturday. Independence Bowl, Wednesday night after Christmas, a lot of people are shut down. So, Oh, man. Hmm. I just saw that. Yeah. This whole time I was thinking, for whatever reason, I think to myself, hey, bowls are on the weekend. Yeah, no. they're not. Oh, they're every night of the week, man. But that Shreveport game might be the most intriguing matchup. 
this says Utah, but it, it wasn't Florida State in the running there. I've as seen well some of Florida State. Yeah, and I don't know. I think Florida State has to beat um, ULM for that to happen. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I've seen different projections, and and it's a situation where the teams that were tied in. I've also seen us as, as Birmingham as being a possibility. One projection huh. couldn't find it. They had us taking on the Memphis Tigers in Birmingham. Oh my! Five so, points downtown would be crazy. It would be, but that bowl has changed a lot since the last time we played there. The last time we played there, it was Cincinnati. Cincinnati, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We but, tailgated but, in the parking lot. But uh, their old sponsor pulled their sponsorship on the bowl. Oh, Papa John's. No, well, it was Papa John's. It was, comp- it was uh, what our uh, camp uh, Compass Bank or whatever. Okay. Um, it's just um, that whole area has kind of gone down. So I don't know. Well, any of those, I, I'd be cool. You know, any of those, I, I, I'm just, I mean, you know, they are all over the map. But I think there's just a couple you can just cancel out. We're not going to New Mexico, right? And we, like you said, with the wind last week, I don't think we're going to the Bahamas. So I don't that, think we're going to Boca Raton either. I, I didn't mention that one, but nobody had us projected playing there. Yeah, that one's out. So the only ones that are left, the only real drive, is the uh, Gasparilla Bowl in St. Pete. We've been there before. Yeah, played uh, Louisville, Louisville. Yeah, there last time. Austin Davis caught a touchdown pass in that game. And I was talking on the phone, phone with a friend earlier about bowl games, and it's just kind of the situation that the, the hand were dealt right now. Uh, it's not like it was 10, 15 years ago where you had Memphis, you had New Orleans, you had Mobile, you had Birmingham, you had all that's these right. bowl destinations that were in driving distance. Now the only one that's really locked in is New Orleans. Um, you know, for independence to happen. Somebody needs to not qualify from each of the two conferences that are tied in. And for Birmingham to happen, even more things have to go awry. So, um, you know, we just don't have those driving distance bowls like we used to, that we got so accustomed to. I mean, I love going to Mobile. I love going to Memphis. I love going to New Orleans now. I think the New Orleans Bowl now is better than it used to be. I think it's they always have it on a weekend, which is awesome for people who go to work. Um, going to be a great time. So, all right, so after we come back from the break... We're going to talk a little Southern Miss basketball. Come right back to us. The final countdown here on To the Top Talk. Jamie Arrington, Jason Bailey. Let's talk a little Southern Miss basketball. Let's all do right. It. So this past week, Southern Miss took on the Michigan Wolverines. Right. Mm-hmm. I listened to the game on the way up, and and the Golden Eagles held their own in this one. They were leading thirty three to thirty two at the half. It was a great game for the Golden Eagles. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and the game started off. Then we had a, a two to nothing lead to start off, and then they went on. Michigan went on like a twelve to two, twelve to nothing run or something. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So yeah, and then um, uh, of course I was just listening to it on the radio, but Michigan kind of made a comeback, and we ended up—I think we took a one-point lead in the halftime, and just kind of ran out of gas towards the end. But that is one heck of an improvement over the last three years. You got some guys that are going to be high draft picks playing for for Michigan. It definitely an improvement, and then you saw even more improvement this past Monday. We took on. Blue Mountain defeating yeah. Blue Mountain ninety to forty six. Those are the kind of scores you expect out of a Southern Miss team when you take on a school like Blue Mountain. Yeah, which and, and we just frankly haven't had those kind of outcomes the last few years. Right. Scholarship limitations and blah 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 blah. Whatever. There's still teams you should just destroy, and we haven't been destroying them. But um, yeah, 
I went to that game at least for about five minutes into the second half, and then my one-year-old was just saying, we're out. <laughs> um, but no, we had a lot of bright spots. We even um, we played man-to-man most of the game, but uh, we even had some like half-court traps, kind of like you know Watson and uh, Brooks used to do with Tyndall yeah. back in the day. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of good players, a lot of good players, a lot of length, a lot of um, a lot of quickness. So, I'm fired up. Cortez Edwards is still my favorite player, but I got a new guy. I don't know if this is going to be like a Corey Robertson projection. <laughs> yeah. But um, the new guy, um, Penny Hampton, Anthony Hampton. Yeah. The kid's long, and he came off the bench, uh, but he can absolutely get out there, mix it up, and just knock him down. So look for him. This Friday, November 24th, Golden Eagles will be taking on South Dakota at the Sanford Pentagon Showcase in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Then on Saturday, taking on Youngstown State, and Sunday, taking on Northern Colorado. You ready for the Golden Eagles this weekend? You ready for Southern Miss football this weekend? I am, man. I'm ready. I'm, I'm glad it's a 1.30 start in the afternoon. I'm really glad that you told me it's going to be on Comcast Channel 219 because otherwise I was going to have to fire up the fire stick and try to figure out how to work it and then call you like eight times. And this way I can just flip it over to 219 and rock on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was, you know, the 219 is cool. I'm glad they're putting it on TV. But I was glad to figure out how to play it through the Roku to so I can get high definition. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I don't like about when they play it on on the, the regular channels. Yeah. All right, so let's shut it down. I noticed how you still hadn't invited me over to your house to watch it on HD, but that's cool. You should have HD at your house. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can come, dude, you can come to my house, man. I'm not coming. All right. He's not coming. All right, special thanks to our guest this week. At Real Ben Compton on Twitter. Ben Compton, comedian Ben Compton. You can see him this Friday night on Comedy Central. Kevin Hart's Heart of the City, the Jackson, Mississippi episode, is going to air at 10 p.m. Central Time. Also, we're going to have a viewing party for Ben at the Porter. Um, Black Friday, come on out. 8 p.m. until, well, no, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Watch the show at the Porter, have some drinks and some great food. If you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at to the top talk at Jamie underscore Arrington and at Bumper J Bailey Facebook as well. I got a big comedy announcement coming out this upcoming week. Next week we're going to talk Southern Miss and Marshall. Go vote for Edo. Go mm. to csopavoting.com and vote for Edo. Tell your friends you can vote up to three times in different platforms. Listen to us iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.